0: up guys welcome back to the running and gunning podcast with your hosts justin Signin and logan sandburn if you're uh tuning in you can actually see us today so uh nice to see everybody out there um we got our first week of season pretty much under under our belts at this point it's uh it's thursday today we're recording um getting ready to release this tomorrow so bye by Saturday will be a full weekend of season. I've had uh, a couple hunts in. I know Logan's been out. Uh, we're going to do a little recap and just see how things have been going. But uh, let's start with you, Logan. What have you been uh, seeing? I know you you went and did a hanging hunt the other day, right?
1: Yeah, I did. Uh, two days ago, I decided to, to get out. I don't have any, any intel or anything right now that's making me want to I guess to go get in a tree in a certain spot. So I just I picked somewhere to try and do an observation sit, and it was more just to get the practice in. Um, I needed to get up yeah. in a tree, get my equipment and everything dialed in. Um, I leave for Colorado on Saturday or on Sunday. So it's been that's been my focus um, for the most part. So like. I'm not too worried about trying to make something happen, um, you know, in the next three days before I leave. Right. So yeah, it, it was more to, to get ready, um, and get thing a good feel for what I'm going to need when I get back. And, uh, it was a good, good practice because I ended up, I've got three releases, um, that I typically have with me or have somewhere and I left them all at home this time. (laughs) <laughs> oh man! Um, yeah, oh so no! Was, that is not. I was doing good. some practice. Yeah, I was doing yeah. some practice um, with just like a, a shot trainer, and I ended up leaving my main release that I usually have hooked on my D loop uh, sitting on the kitchen table. So oh. I I still went and sat, took the bow up in the tree with me and everything. And if if I had a shot at under ten yards, I was definitely gonna finger bang that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had one knocked, and I was ready. I was ready to go if uh, if the moment yeah. called for it. But um, it was well, good. It was, it was it felt really good to be up in a tree and and hang out yeah. um, and just definitely be back in the woods. So, what about you?
0: Uh, for me, actually, we went out on um, I think it was yeah we went out opening day. Me and my wife went out. I really didn't have anything on the radar like we've been talking about, and um, I've got some good deer that were uh, on a farm that I have permission to hunt. So I figured, what the heck? Um, let's go do a hanging hunt with her. She has actually never done a hanging hunt before. Um, we've done a few like ladder stand hunts and stuff like that, but mostly like ground blinds. And uh, this was an adventure for her, man. It was actually like really cool. She got we only got like a, I'd say maybe fifteen foot, sixteen possibly. And I had three sticks. It was kind of nice because the tree was, like, just leaned, like, just enough where you could stand up. And it really, like, it wasn't that sketchy. You know what I mean? Like, you still had enough, like, wiggle room where you weren't, like, falling back at all. You could just lean forward and grab the tree, and it was no issue. But she got all the way on the bottom of the third stick, and she looks at me like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. (laughs) I'm like, oh, yes you're definitely doing this like one foot in front of the other. Like I got you. I was like, you're clipped in. I harnessed her in. So like I put her pretty much like if this is the tree, like I put her right here and then I was just on the backside, um, with the saddle platform. I was running the fix and I had her in the 0.75 and she loved it. She was like, honestly, she told me she wanted to get into uh saddle hunting. She said she thought she'd be more comfortable, um, being in a saddle, so I've I've got a new one this year. I'm gonna actually let her uh, use my old one, and we'll see what happens. I mean, if I can get her a little bit more comfortable in a tree and hunting like that, I think it'll be better for for all of us. Honestly, just be that much easier That's to hang cool. a double set. Yeah, but no, we didn't see anything, Logan. It was great. <laughs> and uh, okay. and then yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It was exciting though. We definitely, I mean. We slipped in through the corn. We didn't blow anything out of there. We had a light rain. Like, it was It was pretty clutch. I honestly was on edge the whole time. I thought for sure something was going to step out. But, you know, it is what it is. It just didn't happen.
1: Yeah. There was a decent uh, temperature change and stuff over the weekend, but, man, that rain was unrelenting. Yeah,
0: Yeah. That kind of kept me from going yeah. out on Sunday around here. It was, like, just – it was super heavy, and it was, like – coming through at five and six o'clock and I'm like, yeah, you know, as much as I wanted to get out, I just said, heck with it. And just played it safe. But I did get some solid Intel. What's up?
1: Oh, no, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just saying, I did get some solid Intel. Finally, Uh, finally got a deer that I'm excited about, but um, we'll leave that at that. I don't want to say anything else, Um, but yeah, (laughs) I'm excited. Let's just say that.
1: Good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it.
0: Yeah, man. Well, let's get into today's podcast. Uh, this is actually all about our filming setups, and if you're looking to get into self-filming, um, some this would probably be really beneficial to you. I'm personally running a cam, and uh, since we're recording this one, if you guys are watching, this is a Canon G20, um, and if you're not watching, just check it out. But super simple camera, very easy to use, user-friendly. Um, I really like having the screen, um, for me, a lot of times I'll just sit with my, uh, my camera on my arm just like this and I can, you know, see really clearly what's going on. Um, doesn't take up much room in my pack. I mean, you can see it's about the size of my hand and I know we're both running the, uh, Lone Wolf custom gear, the pocket arm. So we'll, we'll get in a, l- a little bit to our setups. Um, but, like I said, I think this will be good because you're running a uh, DSLR, right?
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, what are you running? It's a mirrorless, but uh, <laughs> that's a camera nerd thing. Um, but <laughs> it is it. It's the Sony A7 III. Um, okay. And then I actually this is gonna be my first time using this lens. Um, it's a 24 to 70, and so far I've been messing around with it. Um, I took it out with me on. Um, Tuesday when I went out and man, I think that it's, it's definitely going to be the go-to for me. It's very light. I think, um, this whole thing right here is about two pounds. Um, Oh, wow. My, what do you
0: like so much more about it? Uh, versus the other lens you were using? Like, why is, why is this lens so much more appealing to you?
1: The, the other lens was a 24 to 240, which was awesome because it gave me a lot of options. Um, Obviously that's a wide range of zoom, but it it weighed almost like two pounds by itself. So it was just a lot, it was very heavy um, to carry around. And like, I like to wear it um, on my, I've got like the Peak Designs um, camera holder. So I, I wear it right here. Um, Uh It just like hooks on my backpack strap. And so that other lens just felt like it weighed a ton. Um, And so that's – I also – this lens, um, this zoom ring is super easy to manipulate. And so I think it's going to be a lot better for me to be able to – if I need to, zoom in and out with one hand. Um, yeah, because as, as a self filmer, like you've got to have that bow in your left hand and run the camera with your right hand. And so I, I think it's going to be more efficient and a little bit, um, better for me.
0: I gotcha. Well, let's get into this because I think I got a good point for you. I'm not sure if your camera, um, is capable of running it. I'm sure it is, but this is a uh, very zoom. And this is one of my favorite things that I have in my self film and arsenal. Um, I typically, when I am self-filming, I run my right hand on here and I can zoom in and out with this. And then I just simply record with this button right there. And it's stupid simple. Uh, they're about a hundred bucks. I think I haven't, I haven't bought one in a while, but I I remember it being around like 90 to a hundred, um, worth every penny because there's so many times when you're hunting, you, like you just said, like you got your bow in your left hand and your camera in your right. And the fiddle factor of zooming in with a lens, like that's kind of the one thing that made me go with the Handycam is because I'm just, I just want it to work in the clutch when I need it. And I feel like you get way better, I think you get better video out of your setup for sure. But for me, I'm more like the functionality of I want my stuff to run like in low light and I like the autofocus aspect of it. I don't know, like, do, are you capable with the autofocus fo- on yours? Or do you have to, use um, to zoom manually?
1: No, it's, this camera has really good autofocus. Um, and okay. so I've, in the times that I have run it um, with deer, like coming in or whatever, um, it's done a really good job. And I think like the way that I usually run it is, just wide um or wider than i think that i need um because it's like i'm not gonna have it zoomed all the way in and then have to keep moving it or worrying about you know the deer leaving frame or anything like that um so i'm not zooming in and out too much i usually set it um at a specific like focal length and then just leave it there and then you can always crop and post And like when you're editing videos and stuff like that, especially like this camera, you know, you're recording in 4k, like you're going to be able to zoom in and crop a little bit and you're going to maintain that quality. So that, I think that's the big thing. Um, like I, I really liked that 24 to 240, but when you get in like tight on a deer like that, I mean, it's just, it's too difficult to know, to like have to do all those things at the same time and really worry about whether or not you're on that deer. Like it's, yeah. So having the, the max, uh, focal length of 70 with this lens, like I can't even, I can't even zoom in that much.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the one thing. That's the one thing that I kind of, and also with like the, this footage like space, like, I mean, I wanted to upgrade mine to 4k. And I was talking to Byron Horton about it, like, we were just BSing, and he was like, dude, honestly, you know, keep your your, uh, your HD, because I think I'm shooting 1080p with mine, and he's like, it's way less storage uh, for when, like, you know, with us sending in footage for whitetail addictions, it's just a lot easier uh, for me to send a card in at the end of the year with, like, an SD card, where a lot of these guys are using, like, you know, a whole... um, What's the term for it? Like external drive, yeah, a hard drive, yeah. Um, I just drew a blank there, but (laughs) I know, I know, on 4K it uses like way more storage, right? Is that accurate? Yeah, Yeah, it does. It does. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. I film a lot through the year, and like I can keep almost all my footage uh, just on my camera, like throughout the whole season, which is kind of nice. I mean, unless my camera breaks, then I'm kind of. I said, (laughs) well. But
1: Eh, you'll figure it out.
0: Yeah. Don't break your camera guys. Just, just take care of it. Get a good bag. That's a good tip. Uh, That's a good pro tip right there. Make sure you're keeping your camera gear safe and out of the elements. Have something with you. I've, I've been caught a few times, uh, you know, with my pants down pretty much where like you're, it just dumps rain and you're like, Oh man, I don't have anything to cover my camera up with. And next thing you know, like, you know, you're having issues and, if you don't have a backpack, if you're a minimalist and you're filming, make sure you got some kind of camera sock or something for keeping rain off your gear because that's the last thing you want. Like, spend a lot of money on our cameras, you know. We don't want to get them destroyed.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm going to carry, like, a dry sack or something with me um, just yeah. to be able to throw it in if worse comes to worse.
0: Yep, Cause that's I, what I ended up doing.
1: Yeah, I want to run... I'm tr- going to try and just run the mobile hunter waste pack, um, yeah. this year. And I think this, I haven't gotten it yet. Um, I should have it by the time I get back from Colorado and be able to give a little bit better feedback. But I think that this should fit right down in there, um, in like that main compartment without having to break it down. Um, yeah. and like take it apart and have to mess yeah, it Yeah, I can that, see that. Like put putting caps on and stuff but i think like that profile right there should fit just straight down in there and which is awesome um because i know like with my other lens i it was it took up so much space that it um
0: was it a lot longer it
1: was just uh it was just like hefty i mean it was yeah it was a little bit longer but it was like real beefy and like when it got was at full zoom like it got super long and so i we're kind of bouncing all over the place but um that is something that i want to talk about like with the fluid heads because you're talking about so you use the very zoom um and i don't use anything like that i'm i'm pretty sure that i could with this camera um it has auxiliary jack and i know that there are people that use them um with these type of cameras but I just haven't dedicated the time or the, I guess, energy into figuring out whether I can use it. I've just kind of dealt with what I have. Um, So I, mine is just like the cheapest fluid head that you can probably get. Um, Yeah. All it has is like a tilt and like you can level it. Um, That's about it. And so the other thing with that other lens was that I would have to tighten it down like really hard for it not to move. Um, and so then it was a pain in the butt to try and to have to like rotate or go up and down or anything like as the deer moved, um, because I would have to like, it's just like a twist here. And then you can, you know, just like any other, um, fluid head, but, I would notice like that other one was so heavy it would just start to creep, like yeah. if I didn't tighten it down. And so mm-hmm. that that was another big thing. It, it was just I ended up last year r- trying to run a uh, a different lens that's just a 50 millimeter, and it's like yeah. super small. Just just because of that reason, like I was so tired of having to like tighten this down a whole bunch and then loosen it back up to move it and then tighten it back down. I was like, yeah. that jack around factor was like, I was like, all right, I'm done.
0: That's what I'll get so you I'm for excited Christmas. To
1: run, to run this one, <laughs> we'll get you, we'll get you awesome. hooked
0: up with a better, we'll get you hooked up with a better fluid head. Mine, honestly, right. mine's not nothing fancy, I, I can tell you. But I wanted to get away from that style with that handle with the turn because that's what I've been running yeah. for a long time, and I kind of go like it would get on my nerves, man, because with me having the very zoom like this when i would turn it it would like send it off camber and then i would like have to wiggle it back around and move it around i just kind of got tired of like you just said the fiddle factor this one is actually fixed um i could not tell you what this fluid head is called um i'm i'm going to share a picture of it like to uh on our actual instagram page and you can get a better look at it but this thing's super tiny it weighs like next to nothing and i love that it's it just is pretty much the same profile as the camera arm itself and it tucks right in my backpack super like thin profile um and for me like you know i've only been out on two hunts this year so i can't like say i've had years of 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 use with this thing but i'm pumped like it's it's got a lot of nice features to it there's a couple adjustment knobs on the side here and for this one on the bottom um it's right in here to actually adjust like, you know, the amount of like panning and stuff you want to do with that, but super happy with it. Um, I suggest getting a smaller, uh, a smaller arm. It just makes things a lot more streamlined. Like we've all, you know, we preach, I mean, just get stuff that's, uh, that's small and compact and, and gets the job done. And for me, like this fit all the bills and I'm pretty sure that flew up I'm pretty sure it was like maybe 30 bucks. Um, Amazon special. I mean, I hate supporting China, but you know, <laughs> sometimes you got to do what you got to do, man. You know, yeah, and that's the that. thing. When you're getting into this stuff, like you don't have to spend a ton of money. There's a lot of good stuff out there that's like relatively affordable. Um, I know there's a ton of this kind of stuff on like Mobile Hunters United and and pages like that where you can just search camera arm and like endless stuff comes up. But what were you going to say, Logan? I didn't mean to interrupt you.
1: No, I, I mean, I absolutely agree. Like this, this fluid head is nothing. I mean, it's like, there's not much to it. It's the simplest like thing that you could get. And I've, you know, made it work for like the last three years. Um, and I could get super technical with, with it. Like, but I, I spent my money on my camera and on the arm right. and like, Um, so I don't know. I just went with what I had and you know, it's, it works. Um, and it, like you said, it fits really well, um, in the profile with the, Mm -hmm. with the pocket arm. Like it's, it's pretty compact. And then if I need to, all I have to do is do that. And it, that just pops right off. Um, that's pretty slick actually throw it in my bag. Um, but yeah, like talking about the camera arm itself, Uh, especially for like self-filming and everything this is so awesome um just the simplicity of it like the size the weight it's so light it's so compact it's like just carrying it around like you don't even know that you have it right um yeah but then getting it on the tree and getting it secure is so i just run it with a normal cam buckle strap um And, like, setting it, and then it – I – before I actually understood how to do it, I had a lot of problems with it. But, like, once you figure out and actually watch the video on how to cam this in, like, now it's just – it's solid as a rock every time. And then, like, when I was running a backpack, having the hook on there, I would just throw this on the tree, throw my backpack on there, and, like, ready to go. Um, Yeah. I think – It is. It's it's really –
0: It's really one of the – it made self-filming a lot more enjoyable for me because I know you used to have a muddy arm too, right, when you started? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, I I think it's a great entry-level arm. Like, you know, if you want to get into filming, like, by all means, like, buy what you can afford. But, like, this is one of those products that's only going to make – like, I know a couple times, not to jump all over the place, but I know a couple times I missed uh, filming a buck that I killed – because my camera arm was such a pain in the ass to set up. And yeah. with this thing, it's like, you know, there's, it's just one step. You throw a strap around the tree, you sent you, you know, cam your, your actual arm into the tree and you're good to go. It takes like a minute. And this other arm had a ratchet strap. Uh, it was bulky. It was heavy. Like everything that I really didn't care for in a, in a camera arm. And you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Like, however you can simplify your process, it's going to make you a more efficient hunter. So, you know, spend your money wisely. I I think it's a good investment.
1: I, I was carrying that muddy arm to a ladder stand and setting it up there. And I felt like that it was too heavy, just running it in my backpack without like I wasn't carrying a stand and sticks like I am now. And I felt like that, yeah. that muddy arm was even too, too heavy to carry then.
0: Yeah. Um, I know, man. But, I know, know it, uh, some of my buddies used to just throw them over their shoulders. You know what I mean? It's like,
1: yeah. I mean, that, uh, I the mean, plate on that thing they're huge. About that big. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. The arm is giant. But I mean. That just
1: doesn't, doesn't play along with what we're about as far as like efficiency and, and Speed I mean it like you said it, it takes like a minute to get add some more tape and stuff to my camera arm um, I mean one of the biggest things is this has a lot of moving parts. So this needs to be one of the main things that you silence um, Especially like the things that can run into each other. So I've got tape in here inside this and Just in case when I come back that this Arm hits inside of there Um, but then the other thing is like on this Um, I hit this on here before before I taped this and it was not good Um, lots of uh, I guess for the people that aren't watching um, and that are just listening I'm talking about the arm that comes off of the fluid head uh, that you use to pan and tilt and do all that kind of stuff that has a tendency to touch the camera arm itself a lot, um, especially when you're self-filming and trying to move the camera to get deer on camera. And so I think that that, um, I haven't actually killed anything on film, Um, not for the lack of trying or not for whatever. Um, It just, it's never happened for me. Um, Like I don't, I just don't have a lot of experience with one filming and two um, killing a a lot of deer. So, and especially since I started filming, but I know that you have a lot of experience in that. So why don't you, uh, why don't you speak to those, those (laughs) final moments? Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank
0: you. Thanks for the kind words, man. Now, I mean, when I started, I had a bigger camera and I've evolved to just what I have. Um, but I think it would be helpful for our listeners. Like one of the biggest, uh, things that i've learned over the year is to pan out um you know it's good to zoom in and get good footage but i think in the heat of the moment when stuff's really happening um and you're filming it's like things can really fall apart quickly and at the end of the day like let's be real we're we're out here trying to film um for our sake or you know maybe a few of you guys are filming for for a crew but you know at the end of the day like I think to me, it's, it's more important to, to kill that deer. I mean, like it's really all what you want to do. I've been very fortunate. Um, the past couple of years I've had calm deer come in that are a lot easier to film, but I, I mean, I've seen a lot of my buddies and, you know, friends, people that I respect, you know, have a lot of issues with, with filming. Um, cause the heat of the moment happens and that deer comes in quick and it's like, man like you know you want to get it on film but at the same time it's like you want to fill your tag you've spent your whole year your whole all this time and you know if something that big comes through it's like you know for me having the camera panned out you catch a lot more on camera so i think that's have you, what's that
1: have you uh been busted trying to fiddle with your camera and I actually have it,
0: man. Um no? like I like I said, uh no, nah, and I think that's a that's a big uh compliment to my setup, I would say, because I like having uh the three arms. I know some guys like that run the saddle, they like running the two arm. Personally, for me, I love having the three. If I if I'm in a small tree, yeah, I don't really need the three. But I mean, it's a lot nicer to swing that camera around when you've actually got three you know arms on your camera arm it gives it that much more movement um i mean the i'd say that the biggest thing about having the two is just that you're you're minimizing your movement a little bit like I is that what you were kind of getting at like because you think maybe if i'm filming that like i'm moving that much more or is that what what you were kind no. of thinking maybe i would get busted from or
1: um No, it was more just like the, the fiddle factor of like having, trying to do, you know, multiple things at the same time while not alerting that deer to your presence. Um, You, you really need to get good at busted. That's good.
0: Well, and I think, you know, it's come from time being in the woods and being around deer and you kind of need to be like a, a deer psychologist almost where you really have to read like what the deer's doing. Um, are they calm are they weary are they like trying to see you in a tree it's like obviously don't move when they're you know looking at you don't uh don't like make any movements that are you know fast movements or anything like that and i mean for me typically it's it's better to see the deer first because then i'm way more prepared and i've got my camera on them i'm usually messing around with the zoom or whatever i gotta do um my biggest thing that I hate is the focus. Like, if I'm trying to shoot uh, a distance away, like when I zoom in, like that freaking thing will get blurry as crap. And since I got the autofocus, that's kind of a disadvantage because um, it just like won't clear up when I really wanted to. And and I have had that drive me nuts a few times. Um, but to speak, you know, to it's
1: uh, to speak to like what you were saying before um, about killing the deer versus getting it on camera i think that i mean i've watched i don't know how many uh i guess kills where the guys or girl is on the on the deer right up until like that kill shot and then that camera focuses on a leaf on the branch that's right in front of that deer and uh, yeah so like you know it's it's out of focus and whatever and it's it's still a cool like that getting that moment on film is awesome, but it's not necessary. Like you got the entire picture of everything else, um, right? And like yeah. if that accidentally happens, like it is what it is, and there's nothing that you can do about it. Like the right. bigger factor is that you put a good shot on that deer, and that you're gonna you yeah. know go find them. It's
0: not a perfect world. I guarantee you. Like I'm gonna have problems with filming eventually. Like I said, I I just think I've been really blessed the past couple years. I've had deer come in calm, um, not really high alert, and it's a lot easier to, to get a kill on film when your deer is calm and wants to stand in front of you uh, at 20 yards. But, I mean, for, for some of you guys listening that, that might, you know, if you've got, like, a destination food source or a good scrape, that can be a killer place for you, like, when you're self-filming because – you know that that buck is gonna go hit that scraper. you know like you know there's a good secluded uh, white oak that's dropping and you know you you know for a fact that deer is coming to where you're set up at like it makes filming a lot easier because he's gonna come in and then he's gonna calm down and eat and then it gives you time to pan out just a little bit so you can anticipate him running and then get your camera back on him as quick as you can. Usually it's a, a fumbling mess after you take a shot at a deer to get your camera back on them. But do the best you can. That's I've had a couple really good mentors uh, in my time for filming that have kind of helped me with along with some stuff. Not like hands-on, but they've given me some good inside tips that I think have helped me along the way that I, I'm not really even thinking about right now. But I'd say that's probably my, my best go-to advice for you guys when you're first getting in is get some good close-ups if you can if they're walking in slowly and then if you can just pan out for that for that actual kill shot and that way you get your kill shot you get to see where your arrow hit the deer and you also get the a little bit of the deer running out of frame and then do the best you can to get back on it but and get plenty of b-roll all that b-roll stuff can be done after you kill a deer um i'm not trying to give away all the this tips and secrets of, of, uh, you know, these hunting videos you see, but a lot of stuff, if, you know, if you've got the same weather, you can go back into your setup and you can record a lot of good stuff that you can use. Even if you didn't get it that day, like I, I see a lot of guys go through all the stuff with GoPros and all these other angles. And it's like, that is great. And I would love to do that sometimes, but man, when you're like on the 30th hunt of the year or something, maybe like it's just like, dude, I'm not putting this GoPro up here today. Like, you know, or the situation is just not right. And, and yeah, I mean, you know, it's cost me some, some good footage or something, but my main focus is getting my kill shot on film, and that's really what I try to strive for.
1: I think that speaks a lot to um, the equipment and everything, too, is like as the season gets longer, as you keep getting in a tree, it's like if you've got like big, bulky, heavy stuff, you're going to yeah. not want to take it with you anymore. You're going to get tired yeah. of setting it up. You're going to get tired of carrying it. And um, so you've got to find stuff that you're comfortable with that you are going to use for the entire season. If that's your goal. Um, so I think that that's like, I think that's probably a good, a good spot to, to end this. I mean, we just wanted to do a short, quick um, yeah, little kind of t- tutorial on what, what we've got going on and, and how we run things um i mean and we're both still trying to figure it out like it's it's all like just like everything else like our gear episode and everything like it's we're always adapting and changing things and looking for new better ways uh to make things happen so um, definitely if you if you want to get a little bit of a little bit more insight i don't have any videos but justin's got uh his videos his skills up on uh the running gun and youtube channel
0: yep which is getting getting heated up man i, I don't know hopefully <laughs> maybe this is helping the youtube but i've got a lot of subscribers right, lately i guess it's probably the the prime time really you know everybody's ramping oh, yeah. up for deer season checking out videos so but we appreciate all your support guys yeah i know me too i'm like i feel like i've watched <laughs> way more youtube in the past like couple weeks than i have like in a while but whenever i'm not hunting i'm thinking about it so you know how it exactly. is. Yep, but, I think we all do. All right, guys. Well, I hope you all have a great week. Uh, if you're able to get out, good luck to you, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks again for tuning in this week, guys. Can't thank you all enough for the support. want to give a big thanks to our sponsor, Lone Wolf Custom Gear. If you get a chance, head on over to their website, check out all the great gear they have. Also, give a like and subscribe to the YouTube channel at Whitetail Addictions. There's a ton of great episodes uh, from the past couple seasons, and there's a lot of good stuff coming out here soon. We have, I believe, 12 episodes this year, and uh, they air every evening on Thursday at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. So I hope you all can tune in and enjoy them. We're going to close this segment out with a quote. It says, Ships don't sink from the water around them, they sink from the water that gets in them. Hope that finds you all well today and good luck out there.